Welcome to Thank God It's Monday with Tony Aliogana-Raphael. Today we're discussing ambition. For many believers, ambition is regarded as a dirty word. We've been taught to avoid the subject altogether. We all instinctively gather that it's probably not a virtue. But the truth is, it is present in most of us to a lesser or greater degree. For some of us, our ambitions stretch to experiencing a good life with a family, a nice house, and a decent holiday every year. For others, it is much more pronounced. We want to reach the highest rank possible in our careers or see our business grow enormously. This is true outside the context of church, but also within it. Some church leaders have become obsessed with size and growth and the expansion of their own public profile. Largely though, many Christians are in denial about this. But is it wrong to be ambitious? The Bible treats some traits with some sort of ambivalence, meaning that it's not quite as cut and dry as we think. Take jealousy for instance. Most of us will assume that jealousy is always wrong, but is it? Is it wrong for a husband to be jealous if his wife should share her affection for him with another? No, I think this is a good type of jealousy. A man should react and should seek to have primary and exclusive hold over his wife's affection. Likewise, God describes himself as jealous, meaning that he is zealous for our primary and exclusive love and devotion. So, some jealousy is good, other types are bad. The same is true with ambition. What does God have to say about it anyway? Does he provide us with specific guide in his word? Can we even approach our work and desire to be the best that God wants us to be without being ambitious? The workplace is full of ambitious people and rightly so. The ambitious have a strong desire to succeed. They are result-oriented, energetic, and tend to accomplish what they set out to do. When it comes to getting the job done, ambition always beats the opposite quality of laziness and apathy. Ambitiously working to get the most out of our work, which includes being eager, resourceful, and enterprising, is a good thing. But for all his goodness, ambition has a dark side. God draws our attention to it and offers an antidote in Philippians 2 verse 3, when he says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourself. Let's split that text into two to aid our understanding. The first part says, do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Why? Selfish ambition always leads to contention and strife. Those driven by it tend to demean themselves and abuse others in their pursuit of personal gain. They will go to any extent, even if it means backstabbing, cheating, lying, and manipulating just to get ahead. And as for the vainglorious achiever, he is a relentless self-promoter, puffed up and self-absorbed, a taker who burns through people and resources like a wildfire. We all know someone like this. We don't embrace their action, and God doesn't either. The second part says, in humility, consider others better than yourself. These statements seem to be incompatible with career or workplace success, but it isn't. God is simply telling you to show respect and deference to others. To work hard and excel is fine, 
but to look down on others in the process is not. Do not be arrogant. Exercise humility while delivering an excellent job. This is always the best course of action. Why? Because it differentiates you from others who work hard and excel but are godless. Being better at your job than someone else doesn't mean that you are superior to them. Success in the workplace doesn't necessarily correlate with success in other areas of life. One way to grow in godly rather than selfish ambition is for you to understand your identity, your place, and your purpose in Christ. I'll be back shortly after the break. Use this gospel for protection. It's a hard road to heaven. We call on your blessings. In the Father, we put our faith. King of the kingdom, our demons are trembling. Holy angels defending. In the Father, we put our faith. How could he not be the greatest? In my bed under covers when undercovers had raided. My presence is happy belated. Fashionably late, I'm just glad that you made it. The best is yet to come, I'm just glad that you waited. They all say they real till it's time to appraise it. I seen them come and go, you only the latest. But who am I to judge? I'm crooked as Vegas. Use this gospel for protection. It's a hard road to heaven. We call on your blessings. In the Father, we put our faith. Welcome back. The higher ground of faith calls us to look not only to our own interest, but also to the interest of others. In other words, let the Spirit of God sanctify your ambitions by attaching a high value to the success of others as well as yours. If you do, your influence in the workplace will grow. Finally, ambition must be pursued within the context of seeking a contented, godly life. With this in mind, here are six indications of when your ambitions have gone too far. Number one, when your ambitions are greater than your abilities and character. Scripture commands us to have a proper estimate of ourselves. Number two, when you are prepared to compromise your Christian values to get a promotion. The end justifies the means is never God's way. Number three, when ambitions are pursued out of the love of money, Jesus told us that we couldn't serve both God and money. Number four, when ambitions are pursued out of envy and discontent. The grass is always greener on the other side, is a manifestation of the spirit of this world. The Bible teaches the virtues of contentment. Number five, when ambition is pursued at the expense of our responsibilities to others, we are to put the needs of others before our own. And number six, when ambition is pursued to the neglect of the need of God's kingdom, we are to prioritize the kingdom of God. So here's an important takeaway for our time together today. Right ambition consists not so much in wishing to be promoted, but in wishing to deserve a promotion. Remember this always, that following Christ is the straight-up 
class act. Alright friends, this is where we call it a day for today's episode. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook and YouTube where you can watch and listen to some of the previous editions of this program. My handle again is Tony Aliogena. Join me right here next week at the same time, same station and be sure to tell your friends and colleagues at work as I lead you on the journey to connecting your faith in Christ with your daily work. God bless you and have a glorious week ahead. Every knee shall bow Every tongue confess Jesus is Lord Jesus is Lord Every knee shall bow